0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the Talking Football podcast. With me, Derek Clark. Now, despite living in some crazy times with the coronavirus sweeping the globe, here at Talking Football, we aim to continue to bring you great interviews every single week. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Podbean. This week, I spoke to a nomadic striker who's enjoyed a career north and south of the border, as well as representing the Caribbean island of Montserrat. It is the one and only Junior Mendez. In another belter of an interview, Junior relives his career from cleaning Glenn Hoddle's boots when he was coming through the youth system at Chelsea his tears as his Stamford Bridge dream came to an end, his time in Scotland with St Mirren and in Firmland, playing in playoff finals, starring for Huddersfield, and his current role as sports scientist at the Buddies. As always, it's packed full of honesty and plenty of laughs throughout. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the Talking Football podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Talking Football podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to say we're joined this week uh, by former striker Junior Mendez. Junior, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Uh, Before we look back at a colourful career, Junior, we were just speaking off air there, but of course we're living in some crazy times at the moment with the coronavirus. How's it affecting you and uh, and what you do up at, at, at St Mirren at the moment?
1: Well, um, as you know, um, um, football is just, just shut down at the moment. So, um, yeah, all, all I'm doing at the minute is um, just, um, you know, I've given some programmes out to, to the players for them to follow. Um, but it's, it's uncertain time, So, you know, when you, when you do programmes, you know, there's normally a kind of a, a, an end date um, or, you know, it's over a period of time, but at the moment it's indefinite. So, um, yeah, not, not ideal.
0: Yeah, it certainly isn't. The career, then uh, a great career in the game, of course. Born in in London, nineteen seventy six. When you were growing up uh, back then, junior, were you all, were you, did you always have a ball at your feet? Were you always wanting to be a footballer? Um, I didn't. No,
1: um, my dad mm-hmm. was trying to trying to you know push a ball um, um, to to my feet when um, when I was young. And um, I never took to it. I think I should just pick it up and throw it about. And, um, <laughs> and I think he gave up after about the age of six. And then so um, yeah, so I came in one day. I think I'm maybe about eight or eight or nine, maybe. And I was telling him, about, you know, all these goals I was scoring in the in the playground, and he didn't believe me. Basically, <laughs> so he was like, "Yeah, yeah, she's. I like, get out of the way. I'm trying to watch the TV type thing." And um, and then yeah, so um, I started playing for the school team, and then I think you realised that I was really into it. Um, I asked him for a Liverpool kit. Because my cousin supported Liverpool and um, he was my older cousin, um, my elder cousin. So um, basically, you know, if he jumped off of a bridge, I would have jumped off of a bridge as well, my, <laughs> old, my, my older cousin. So, yeah. And obviously that was the glory years. I didn't, I didn't understand that at the time. Um, and many my dad bought me a Liverpool kit and that was it.
0: Yeah, fantastic stuff. And uh, did you play for di- different boys teams? Uh, Do you play for your school that you mentioned there? Is that is that, is that how you sort of uh, yeah. carved your career starting off?
1: Yeah, I played um played for a school team um and then um there was um uh, there was a mini league called um Mitcham Little League at the time, um, mm-hmm. in Mitcham Surrey, um, which is just on the outskirts of London. And um they had different teams there. There was um I think it was five or six teams and they was all called by their colours, so there wasn't any names, it was just you play for the yellows, the greens or the blues and um they'd done a like little draft. So you go and do a um a trial one Saturday morning and then all the all the managers were there and then they would just pick who they wanted, I think. And um, they draw him out of a hat, and I ended up playing for the Greens, and um, it was great. It was absolutely amazing. Absolutely loved it. Um, we won. We won. I think we won the league or won the cup and everything. Okay, it was great. Wow. Great. Uh, did
0: did we always a, a forward then, Junior? Is that always a position you played even as a youngster, or did you play all yes. sorts of
1: positions? Y- yeah, yeah. I was. I was always kind of attacking player, and um, just you know, you know, you want the glory, don't you? That's why I got into the game. And, um, <laughs> um, and I think even like up until you know I was like thirty-two, and you know I was going. Down the leagues, you know, I still thought I could nick a nick a move to to I don't know to like a Wolves or a, or a, or a Tottenham or something. Because you know, always say <laughs> you always always play for glory, Um and um well, I did anyway, not for money. Um, if you look at some of the clubs I was at, and um, yeah, so you know, uh, you know, so I was always kind of an attacking player, and um, and I, you know, and that's why I kind of progressed through the ranks as an attacking player.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you joined Chelsea, of course, as, as as a youngster. How did that come about? Did they just, just sort of send scouts to go and watch you?
1: Um, playing for the um, for my school team, then then for the district, and then um, scouts were watching for the district. So it was Merton Borough that I played for, and then I um, ended up playing for Surrey as well. And um, one of the scouts, he was um, he, he was originally at Millwall, um, and he took me to Millwall um, when I was, I think, 12, I think it was. Mm. And then um, I was only there for a couple of weeks because he moved on. He moved on to Wimbledon, and then I went to Wimbledon. He took me to Wimbledon with him. Um, his name was John Phillips. He was, and um, he was quite, he was quite well renowned scout at the time, um, down there. And then um, I think Chelsea um, um, headhunted him, um, and then um, he took me to Chelsea with him. And I was I was twelve, thirteen. So in the space of about about ten months, I moved, I moved from from Wimbledon to sorry, from Millwall to Wimbledon to Chelsea. Um, and actually, my first game was actually my first ever game for like a kind of pro youth team was um, was Wimbledon actually, and um, wow. um, I scored a scored a brace um, my wow. first ever game, and I was <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was in love, I was in love with the game, I was I was loving life, um, yeah, so I moved on to Chelsea, and I stayed there up until I was twenty.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, what what was it like? Did because uh, it must have been a bit of, uh, a big change for you to go to a, a Premier League side, a, a professional side like that. And in terms of yeah. uh, how they were brought up and how they were sort of playing football, because I guess you were you were playing and training alongside some some great players at your age.
1: Yeah, I was. Um, so um, Jody Morris was just kind of a year or two below me. Actually, he's now yeah. two years below me. Um, and because, um, because what it is with football. Um, it's a lot easier when you play them with like really really good players. Like this is so much easier, and <laughs> um, and, and, what, and what happens is as well is um, you learn off of them as well. So um jody would come along would be in training and he would do stuff that i've never seen before mm. and um obviously we don't have youtube at the time but you know you know you do stuff that i've never seen before and then you start trying them things um and you realize oh i can actually do this oh actually i can actually do that and it, bring, it makes you better and then um when when i was kind of like second year um apprentice and then um, i got my pro and then i was playing then i was training and playing against the the big the big lads yeah. um, in the first team and then um that was when Chelsea was just starting to get the you know the top players in. So um, two years, two years before that, three years before that, I was idolising Rude Hullet. Yeah, I was idolising Mark Hughes. Um, you know, players like this, and then I'm actually you know changing beside them, and changing them, and actually training with them. Um, and I'm just I'm an I'm absolute awe, and um, some of the things that they would do, it was just such a great learning experience. And um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely crazy, actually. Um, you know, meeting these guys and you know being their teammates.
0: Yeah, it's funny as you mentioned that I noted who uh, down when, before we came on air here, because he obviously joined, like you yeah. said, Chelsea were just beginning to bring sort of creme de la creme of European football to the club. So it, yeah. I mean, it must have been exciting as a youngster, you and all the other boys, seeing these guys trading with these yeah. guys uh, from a day to day basis.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, even even your, your likes of Steve Clark and people yeah. want to see. You know, he's, he's not a glamorous player, right? But um, he was a player, and yeah. um, you know, you, you know, you don't you don't go down to Chelsea and stay there for as many years as you do. You know, if you, you know if you can't play. And um, I actually, remember, I think I was must I must have been like. Like I wasn't even youth team yet, and I ended up playing in a game with Steve Clark. Actually, He must have been come back from injury, and we mm-hmm. had like a closed door game, and and um, they were pushing me on quite a lot when I was when I was a youngster at Chelsea. So I was always playing like for you know the age groups of barb and stuff like that. Anyway, so I ended up playing with Steve Clark, and I just remember when he was just. I'm um, just like wrapping the ball into me. Um, it was just totally different level that I've ever that I'd ever experienced. And um, um, and then obviously, you know, when you play in the reserves and you play with some of these players, and it's just like it's just amazing. You you learn so much. So when I was younger. Um, um, Sorry, when I got a little bit older, I always think to myself, you know, should I have stayed at maybe you know a smaller club and got through and then played in the first team there? But I would, I would never change that experience because again, you know, you, you you learn so much from these players and the coaches that were at Chelsea at the time as well. So
0: yeah, did did, did you clean anybody's boots back then when you were when you were coming through the youth ranks? I
1: did. I did so my my very first day as a as a full time kind of Scots would say scholar YTS player Um, first day we come in and um, the the list was up on the on the board whose boots you you, you're cleaning Mm -hmm. so I'm looking down and so one was Neil Shipley I played with Neil Shipley in the youth team so that was great yeah Um, and then the other guy was Paul Furlong. Yeah. Um, and I did my know at the time. And then the other one I had three and the other one was the actual manager who again knows the ironwise and it was Glenn Hoddle.
0: Wow. So that was
1: so that was, so that was some so that was some um I was like, okay, right. So I had to make sure <laughs> that these boots were immaculate. Um, um so yeah, um, I had to I was doing Glen Hoddle's boots, and um, they—you you could literally see them shine from the moon if you was there, right? So, um, so it was a great learning experience for me to have that. And um, you know, I take them in every morning, and I'd have to knock on the on the coach's door, and i would walk in and there'll be like five or six coaches there—first team coaches, and reserve team coaches—and it was it was, re- it was really good for, for my character building actually, because I go in and I'd you know I'd get a little bit of stick sometimes yeah. from, from them all, and um, yeah, it was really character building actually, but it was really good. It was good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Ken Bates, of course, owned, owned the club. That Did you have any dealings with him at all?
1: No, we didn't really see him. Didn't really see mm. him at all. Um, no, maybe just walk past him, you know, at the bridge, or um, sometimes come down to the training ground. But um, but yeah, I think he kind of just he kind of stayed away a little bit, really. Yeah. Um, and I think most chairman, most chairman do, don't they? Really.
0: So. Yeah, but I spoke yeah. to we had uh, Morris Ross on a, a few weeks ago. He was talking about Glenn Hoddle because he played under him at, at Wolves, and he says he was like a yes. a, a favourite uncle. He was, he, his technique was was superb, <laughs> but you could come to him and can have a chat with him and all that sort of. Stuff. was that what glenn was like yeah
1: um, i think he was but uh, you know as i said i was i was just a i was just a first year pro at the time yeah. so um you kind of have that 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 kind of relationship where the, the the manager and the management side back then anyway you kind of um be more um um kind of keep arm's length really yeah yeah, you know, yeah there was that kind of divide really yeah um and, um, you know, you just get told what to do and you do it. Um, where it's a little bit different now with with the way our managers kind of manage. Um, so you look at, you know, Klopp at Liverpool and, you know, it wasn't really like that back then. But um, obviously, um, when, when um, was it Morris, he was saying that um, he was, you know, at Wolves, obviously he started to come in then a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people who worked with him at first team level had had a lot of good things to say about him, about, about Glenn. Yeah. Um, that you know he was good to speak to and uh, and
0: stuff like that. So so it doesn't
1: surprise me. Yeah,
0: uh, when you left Chelsea, was it were you gutted to leave at the time? Were you thinking that you could you could make the breakthrough there?
1: Um, I cried. I, I, I remember that. I'll no. never forget that. Then. I went into his office and he told me and, um, I went out and I, I had a good cry actually. And, um, I, I went to my car, I remember sitting in my car and I was like, What what am I going to do now? Um, and I went back upstairs and I remember, um, I was trying to eat my, I was trying to eat my lunch and I couldn't, my my, my, my lips were quivering. <laughs> I wow. wow. <laughs> and, um, and, um I'll I, I never forget actually, um, it was, it was Mark Steen and um, David Rowcastle. um, bless him. And yeah. um, he, um, they were sitting next to me, and I told them, and I they was, they was like, Oh, that's rubbish, that's, that's rubbish. And I, like, <laughs> and I was like, Well, it doesn't matter what you, what you, you know, it doesn't matter your opinion. Um, it was Glenn Hoddle's opinion that was the most important one. So, um, yeah, so that was that. So I didn't know where I was going to go, didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I thanked my lucky stars for John Spencer. Um, um, I think it was that day or maybe the next day, he came up to me and he was like, Look, um, um, I know um, Kenny McDowell up at St. Mirror, and he goes, You've never heard of him? And I was like, Uh, and I was like, Yes. I told him I'd, I'd heard of him before, <laughs> but, um, um, I was like, uh, I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, no. <laughs> so, um, and he goes, Um, I can speak to him if you want, and, um, you can go up there. And, but he goes, But listen, you know, um, um, there's, there's no guarantees or anything like that, but I'll, I'll have a word with him. So, literally, I think it was like the next day, I got a phone call, um, from Kenny, and then um, he's like, Look, you want to come up and, um, you know, you, can, you know, have a game? There's a, there's a, there's a match going on um next week and it's so, like okay great so I came up we, we 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 played Celtic actually. We played Celtic um at Love Street um just a closed closed door game and um I played yeah I played and I scored actually I scored like a I scored a um, a screamer from, from one yard out. it was from, it was from <laughs> um, the goalkeeper parried it and I, and I followed in and I scored and then I set one up as well so so straight away they wanted to sign me and um yeah I was like okay let's do it so um so that was out I came back to Chelsea and it's actually it funny when I came back it was that was maybe around about March time. And um, I came back, and then just so happened there was a few injuries. So I started playing more in the reserves, and then um, there was a there was a testimonial game. i um, up at Leicester, and I went with the first team, and that's when I actually got to play. Um, and, and you know, sit beside and it in the, in these guys. Wow. And, um, and, and I played and I scored actually as well against Leicester, um, and um, and then I came back in the reserves and I was playing all the time and I was and I was scoring and playing really well and um, and I was like I was like, you know I think I might be able to stay here but mm-hmm. um, yeah it was, it was it was really really strange actually so so yeah as soon as I said I was going to sign for St Mirren but 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 I, I stuck I, I stayed true to my word that I was going to sign and uh, I came back up and um, and um, I signed but it's funny is as, as soon as I signed for the next season. Rude Hollit became the manager. Yeah. He actually said, "He actually said that he liked me." Um, and um, wow. I think that if I, if it was just a couple of months more here or there, I, I, you know, I would have got a chance in the first team. And because Glenn Hoddle became the England manager. Yeah. So um, yeah. So you know, you just you just never know. Sliding doors. I think there's a sliding doors moment now.
0: So. Yeah. What might have been eh? Um, yeah. So, so when you, you went up to St. Mirren, I can't imagine. Did you know much about St. Mirren or, or Paisley? Because it's a it's a it's a vastly bit different from what you were used to down in London.
1: Yeah, it, it, um, it, it is. But um, as soon as I came up, I absolutely loved it. I feel like I think I was, I was a little bit homesick um, after a couple of weeks, for a couple of months. But then that, that, that subsided, and then, um, and I absolutely loved it. And it's funny, I was speaking to somebody the other day about Paisley. Paisley's like totally different to what it is now. Yeah. Um, it was it was really kind of like thriving and bustling, and you know, there was a lot going on, and um, um, it was a really great place to be, actually. Um, and I loved it. And, you know, I've ended up staying up here. Um, I moved down south for a while, but I ended up coming back up and gravitated back up towards here. And um, I, I, I love the place.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And in terms of the, the accent as well, Junior, did it did it take you so a wee while to, to understand uh, what the boys were saying to you up there? No, not at all.
1: And I don't know why. I don't know why, but <laughs> not at all. It was but all my family. My family. I had to translate for my family when they were to see me. So, um, yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, can you not hear what you're saying? Of course, he's saying, How are you doing? And like that, what? And he's like, he's saying, How are you doing? I'm like, I can't work with this. But, but yeah, I could, like, no problem. So um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know why that is.
0: Yeah, and Love Street, of course, the old, old Love Street that you played at, did you enjoy playing yeah.
1: there? I loved it. Um, so um, if it wasn't for St. Miriam, I don't think I would have had a career in football because I left Chelsea um, and. You know, I suppose I wasn't really putting up any trees that season. Um, but obviously, you know, that last, let's say the last couple of months, I was doing okay. But before that, so I wasn't really putting up any trees. Um, Agent at the time, um, you know, didn't really have anything. So when St. Mirren came up, um, it gave me the opportunity to play first team football and learn my trade. Mm. So, um I was quite slight when I was nineteen, twenty. So I think if I played in like the equivalent now of League Two down south, um, in the football league, I don't think I would have. I don't think I think I would have maybe, you know, gone out the game. Because um, I wouldn't have been strong enough, but um, I came up to St Mirren and um, everybody's kind of physiques were kind of roughly about the same as mine at the time, so it gave me that platform to to, to, to play in um, in say the equivalent now, which is the championship. Um, if I went straight into the SPFL, I don't think I would have again because you know I was a quite slight. Um, so it gave me, so, so it gave me that platform, and then um, you know I kind of worked on my on my physique. Um, I got a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger over the over the years while I was at St Mirren, and then that kind of gave me the platform. Then and again, as I said. I I was learning my trade and um, um, it took me a couple of years to kind of find my footing really um, and then um yeah kind of kind of went on to, to, to better things actually yeah so
0: yeah it takes it takes a, a, a good character and mental strength I guess junior to, to, to come back from that knock back from yeah. Chelsea and to go all the way up to to Scotland and, and, and sort of start afresh and, and continue following yeah. your, your dreams like you say.
1: yeah um but but football was all I wanted to do so um, as soon as I found Found my my new home, um, which was St Mirren. Um, as I say, you know, I just got got my head down, and uh, as I said, I absolutely loved it. Everybody there were great, all the players, all the staff. Um, and I'm still in contact with, with with the people that from back then as well. So that um, no, was great. Um, but but the main thing was that that, that Saturday at three o'clock, um, I was getting minutes on the pitch. And, um, you know, I was building up, I was building up an experience, um, which I got. Um, so it was great. So, again, that made me be, you know, a better player um, um, than what I first was when I first walked through the door.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you played alongside, of course, uh, uh, Chrissy Willimo and, and Mark Yardley as well, both strikers yeah. at St Mirren at the time, both well-known strikers. What would what they like to, to uh, play alongside?
1: Um, I've always needed to play against and play with a big guy. So, um, so it really helped me. Um, And then when I wasn't playing, you know, alongside a big guy, I used to struggle a little bit. I got better at it um, as the years went on. But um, when I played with yards, it was great. He used to help me a lot. Um, And um, when I played with Chris, um, that was great as well. And um, um, I scored scored more goals, I think, um, kind of goals to game ratio with Chris actually playing alongside Chrissy. And you saw the the career that Chrissy had. So at the time, you know, people maybe didn't realise, you know, how good he was going to be. But... You know, it was it was really good playing with Chris. As I said, I love playing with yards um, and, you know, we've done well. And, but, yeah, it was really good playing with Chris. I think I scored one of one of that I was playing with Chris. Yeah, he was a really good foil and, um, you know, it's a run off of him. And um, I think there was one time we played in a, in a closed-door game as well, actually. Um, he was running through on goal and I told him to backheel it and he actually backheeled it. And, um, and I scored, so you know that's that's you yeah, that's what I was playing with at the time. And um, you know, as I said, you know he went on and played. You know he done he, he had an alright career, didn't he? So
0: yeah, he certainly did. Uh, big big players, of course, big characters as well. Who who the the, the sort of the, the big the big guys in the dressing room that sort of sparked up the banter and that sort of stuff.
1: Um, Ronnie, Ronnie McQuilter, um, he was he was amazing for the dressing room. I'm um, so I'm still in contact with with, with Big Ron now, um, and um, yards um, kind of try, trying to think. Um, Steve McGarry, yeah, um, yes, yes, um, <laughs> um, Stevie. Um, but I, I, I was I was quite loud as well. Uh, but we we, we we just had a we had a really good dressing room. Um, everybody got on really well. Um, we had we had our tiffs and fights at times, which you do in families, and um, and you know I look back on known times as well with fond memories as well. Because um, and I you know, I, was, I think I was speaking to somebody the other day who was one one of my old coaches, and um, was like, you know, that just shows passion, doesn't it? Just just means we, you know we all want the same thing, and um, you know, and you know, a couple of hours later or after the game, it's all forgotten about, and then you move on, and um, a lot of times you become closer for it, so.
0: Yeah absolutely you played under the uh, legs of uh, Tony Fitzpatrick a, a, a buddy's legend tom hendry was there as well for for a time yep. did you enjoy playing under the, under these guys
1: yeah um so um you know you did i suppose it sounds like you know so i say that, you know the person that you say that, that you know i love him and I enjoyed working under him but i generally did because um, because you learn so much um i learned so much from from tony um he was he, he was great in his insight and his passion um and again, you know, he gave me that opportunity to play, you know, week in, week out. And there were times when I didn't play under Tony. And um, when I look back at the time, you know, I used to feel hard done by it. But um, he'd done it for, for, for good reason. And I think that when you're a young player and you're being a little bit inconsistent or, you know, you may be a little bit cheeky, like I might have been at times, and, you know, <laughs> you drop him. And um, you know, and he dropped me at times. Um, and, you know, that's definitely, you know, what you need. Um, um, so... So, so after, you know, that was great. I said a lot, lot of learning experiences under Tony and um, he, was, he used to take a real pragmatic approach to, to things. You know, he was a math teacher and, um, you know, we kind of dabbled a little bit with, with sports science at the time um, that we didn't realise at the time. And um, you know it worked really, really well. We got like massive results from it, and then um, and, and you saw it on the park as well. When um, when you know the the year that we we won the league, yeah, um, it was pretty comfortable all season. So um, so yeah, it was, it was really good.
0: Yeah, that was it was a great season for you the, that that season in two thousand. But then then you left it. You left afterwards. Was what was the reason for for you leave, leaving? Did you fancy a new challenge or what? Or?
1: Yeah, yeah, new challenge. i um, four years since a, a mirror four, and um, and then you know you have people, you know. You know, saying that you know, they admire your ability, so you know you, you you're flattered, and you think, okay, well, you know, let's 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 go for it. So it was a new challenge, and um, the the players at Dunfermline at the time as well. I thought, oh, you know, I think I could actually, you know. Um, play play well with this guy so you know people like Stephen Crawford and yeah. um, and Scott Thompson at the back as well and um, um, they told me that I was going to sign Barry Nicholson and stuff like that so it was, you know, it was just it was one of those things you know we want to try something new play, play with some different players because most of the players I've play playing with I've been playing with for a good couple of years and um, just a new challenge Um um, I think as well that at the time for people saying that oh, you're moving on for money and, stuff, and the money wasn't much much different, um, so it wasn't really a money thing, um, as I say. And what you know, actually, what was a really big draw for me to go to Dunfermline at the time. Um, was this, the the surroundings the when I played up at East End Park, I loved it. I just loved playing at East East End Park. And when I played there for St Mirren, I always played well, so it was like good fond memories as well. So that was one of the other reasons as well. So.
0: Yeah and Jimmy Calderwood of course was was the manager there what's your what was your memories of him of course he's he's struggling a bit at the moment he but he's he's he's, he su- he's such a, a jovial and an infectious character
1: Yeah he is and um you know I, I, I wish him well I really do um again he gave me the opportunity to go there um I think after a couple of months of being there I, I played um and he brought me in. He was like, um, I'm not going to play uh, um, away from home at the moment because you're, only, you're playing well at home. So I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it was actually very true. I think I played four games, we lost. I didn't play very well. And then, um, But on, on the flip side, every game I played at home, I think... Um, after five games, I had five man of the matches. Like, wow. Um, and, um, yeah. So, and one of them games, I think was, was I think we played Celtic on on, um, on live on Sky, and we was one 0 up with about ten minutes to go, and, and last and his stuff. But um, yeah. So, so I think I got like something like five man of the matches in six games or five games or something like that. And then because of that. Um, a few teams from down south were looking at me. Um, they, they, they spoke to the club. Um, he brought me into his office. And was like, "Right, um, Wolves want to speak to you. Um, and there's a team in Dubai, or um, some prince um, wants, wants wants you to go to his team." And he was like, "So, but he goes, but he goes, but don't 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 answer just yet. Just go and, go and do your training session and come back in, in the afternoon and um, and um, tell me what you think." So, again, at the time, it was just all about career. It wasn't about money. So, um, at lunchtime, I spoke to him. I was like, um, well, I quite like the sound of this Wolves thing. So, I was like, okay. So, um, I went down to Wolves, as you do in, in those days, and I went down and had a couple of days training. And um, the manager was, was was fairly happy. And But what happened was um, that um, I used a different agent um, I was going to go through a different agent um, to, to make this deal go through because it was a bit of a dream come true, really, to go and play in the championship down, you know, for Wolves. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, so what happened was the the agents they kind of had a bit of a um, set two, and they the the, the, the deal got got Kai Bosch because of it, um, and I think the agent was was he was. Jimmy McQuade was agent as well, so I think all, all through all of that, I think the, the deal got Kyle Bosch then, um, and um, that was me back back to Dunfermline And then I got put on the transfer list straight away. Wow!
0: And I didn't really play
1: again for Dunfermline.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. dearie D- 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 me! You can't blame yeah. me for going down there. You must have been gutted when when that <laughs> fell through.
1: Well, but basically, what at the, same at the time, um, you know, there's like wait, this is deal was going to go through um, unless you kind of go with this agent. So I was like, well. I want to. I to sign for Wolves. So, yeah. um, so that was that. So, you know, I spoke to my agent like, look, this is going to happen, and that you know, thanks for everything, and um, you know, you know, I should have been stronger. i said no, you know, I, I want to stick with my agent, blah blah blah. But and I, was a, I was a young lad at the time, and you know, you, you kind of learn from experiences, and um, I didn't have any kind of advice really. Um, all I know, I just wanted to sign for Wolves, and um, yeah, so the, the deal got the deal got quite and, and and that was it. And then I came back up the road, and. Um, that was me on the transfer list, and um, I didn't really pay for Dunfermline ever again.
0: Wow, so, dearie me! Uh, and uh, luckily, Saint Mirren came back in for you then, and uh, were you quite happy yeah. to, to, to go back there?
1: Yeah, I, I was because um, um, so because I was I was I was. I was in a bad place actually when I was at Dunfermline the there, uh, not playing and um, seeing everybody winning, and the, the 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 win bonuses were massive as well at the time. So oh, <laughs> I Jesus. see all the lads jumping up and down. And, oh, like, no. Oh, and I'm like, oh, no. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a really good time for me at the time. And um, so so what we've done is we agreed to terminate. And I, I, I I basically bought myself out of the contract. I didn't get a penny from it, and. Um, um, because I think QPR was was wanting me to sign for him, so again, you know, I was like, great. Um, QPR wanted to wanted to sign me, and I'm done. and wanting money, I'm done ph- and QPR were in administration, so we haven't got any. So I was like, right, I told you what to do, and um, I'll sign the contract off because I want to go. Um, so I was like, okay, signed off the contract, and um, I went to go down to QPR, and then there was a guy called Paul Hall. Um, he used to play for Jamaica at the time, and um, he was a really good player. He was better than me. Um, he definitely (laughs) was better than me and um, he became available like two days into my QPR um, training and um, they was like yeah cheers white, and so that was (laughs) it so they signed Paul (laughs) Horst and me (laughs) and um, and you know what I love Paul he's such a great guy such a great guy Um, so he he actually came to haunt me as well about a month later. So I went to Rustin and Diamond. So I'm a free agent now, so I went to Rustin and Diamonds, and the um, exact same thing happened. I don't know what happened with QPR and Paul Hall, but I was training. I was, I was training with with Rustin and Diamonds. They was in League Two at the time. Yeah. And um, they had such a root, they had a lovely, lovely facility. It was, like, it, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was all on site and oh, it was such an amazing facility. So I'm, I'm really happy. I'm thinking, right, well, this is going to happen. <laughs> they started talking about money and they am um, all good. So I played them a couple of games. They played well. Great, this is happening. Right. So um, I walked in one morning and who did I see walking? Paul Hall. Oh, no way. No, there we go. I swear to God, Paul Hall, he, he 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 walked in through the door. I'm like, oh no, please. So then um after that training session, the manager started being a bit funny with me again. I'm like, oh there we go, there we go. So that was that. And then I went to I went to a game um to watch the, the, the third team play that was playing up in Shrewsbury. I think I went there and I think I left early. No, I was we was on the train, we was on the coach coming back and um I was like, Oh, can you can you drop me off here? And a few of the lads were getting off as well. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to a hotel so I can get to bed earlier. And he was like, okay. So the next morning, um, I came in and um, he used that as an excuse to tell me to pack my bags, basically. And, um, but it was because of Paul Hall. That, so, um, <laughs> and, um, I know, I know Paul Hall. I tell you, um, <laughs> but but every time, listen, I love Paul. He's such a such a great guy. Um, and as I said, you know, um, if I was a manager, I would have done the same because he, he was he was very good. So yeah.
0: Yeah, but he, never, he never turned up at Mansfield, though. You signed for Mansfield in in, never, in two thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: never, luckily. Um, actually, Roy Simpson did. He was kind of one of his. Pals oh, he was a good player as well. Like yeah, he was good. Yeah, he turned up one time at Mansfield, and but luckily I was signed by then, so, <laughs> so we, we, I
0: was all right. <laughs> uh, Keith Keith, Keith Curl was the manager there at the time. Um, he had a great season that year. Went to the uh, the, the playoff final, of course, at the third division playoff final. What was so good about about that team that year?
1: Um, well, all the players that play for, for Mansfield at the time, um, they all went on let's say eighty percent of the squad went on to actually play either in the championship or Premier League. So, um, you know, we were we were good and I'm not sure whether Keith knew how good we were at the time, but we were we were good. And um we should have gone straight up actually, um, just a couple of games I think in the last month or so of the season. Um we kind of just um, we didn't do ourselves justice in a few of these games, and we dropped some points, and, um, and we ended up in the playoff. But um, um, yeah, really good team. Really enjoyed it. Played some really good football. And um, I think before or since, there's a few of them. I would say that um, yeah, I haven't played with players as, as good as that um, and during my career. Eh, right, there, there was some good ones in there.
0: Yeah, and of course you played in that uh, playoff final against Huddersfield at the Millennium Stadium. What was that like as yeah. an occasion to play? And I know, I know you lost the game, Junior. Is it a, a disappointment? Yeah. But tends with, I mean, uh, it's a great, it's a great sort of platform to play football in.
1: It was, but um, I was actually speaking to to, to the, the, the the guy, the one of the coaches who who was um, when I was down south actually the other day, and was actually speaking about that game and. What, what, what it was, was the, the, the surface was, it was quite strange. It was quite, it was quite, um, greasy, but quite firm. Mm. Um, so it was kind of in between a mold and a stud. And, um, and I didn't realize what it would be like when, you know, you know go in there. Cause obviously, you know, you just turn up and you're there and you, and you see what the ground's like. So I, I, I wore these boots, my kind of lucky boots for most of the season. So by the time I got there and the, and the boots that I was wearing at the time, um, they weren't like proper studs and, um, there was kind of like this kind of strange kind of kind of configuration. So anyway, so it ended up being like I was like on a nice rink for the full game. So um, I, I didn't do myself dust um, justice, and um, the, the the we didn't play that well either. But it was a decent. Huddersfield side we played against, and um, yeah, so um, I put it down to my footwear why I didn't play well that day. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a good pro always, you know. Yeah, talk, yeah but, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Um, Yeah. So it was just, it was real disappointment really. But again, you know, most of the players, um, had a really good season that year. So, you know, that was all kind of moving on. Um, actually I actually got a phone call at the time, um, from, from Keith. It was about a month later or so. And he, he he said that he heard that he asked me the question that, um, did I, um, did I know I was going to Huddersfield before the game? So there was a few, there's a few rumors going around Mm. and, um, and I can I can say no, hundred percent. And the reason why that would be is one. Um, well, there's a few reasons why, and, and I actually said that to him at the time as well. That if you was Peter Jackson, would you sign somebody who would basically do the dirty on their own teammates? And I, I don't think you would. And I think I think for me that's just a good enough reason, right? So, um, um, and yeah, I think I think at the time you know there the, the was. Quite a few teams that that would have taken all of us. So, you know, if, if I went up with Mansfield, there would have been other teams that would have, that would have took me and them and, and the other lads as well. So, um, so like so like Liam Lawrence, you know, we didn't go up. Liam Lawrence and end up going to Sunderland straight from Mansfield, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, we all had our kind of suitors at the time. So, so yeah, um, so it was it was it was it was fairly successful season for, for for the majority of the team in the end. Mm. So um,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was, and and think You mentioned that you did join Huddersfield. The, the following season, did you? Were think, they, yeah. Did you have other offers in the pipeline there, Junior? Or is that we were, were you quite pleased when they came in for you to, to join yes. them.
1: Um, I, had, I had some after offers as well, but again, it was like the Dunfermline thing. Um, um, you know, there wasn't offering me, you know, great money, like massive money either. And um, but what. What I loved about Huddersfield was the surroundings, the the stadium, and the, yeah. and I played there, and then, you know there was the you know I played well when I played there um, against them um, a few times, and um, and Peter Jackson was really you know he's a really infectious person as well, um, really kind of jovial, upbeat as well, but like Jimmy Calderwood and um, yeah, so um, when they spoke to me in the summer. Um, I was, I was, yeah, I, I, I couldn't wait to go. Actually, I couldn't wait to go.
0: Yeah, and of course, uh, the legendary Andy Booth w- was still playing at the time he was there. What, yeah. what was he like to uh, to train with and play alongside?
1: Boothie, I would say the closest closest player to Mark Hughes um, that, that, I've, that I've ever seen or come across. Like Mark Hughes was, was the the best at holding up holding up a football. Uh, the ball goes up to him, it's stuck, and Boothie mm-hmm. was just the same. Absolutely amazing. Um, you would at the time you kind of walk about and run about and his knees were, were kinda of gone and you know, um he couldn't really raise above a sprint but um there were times when he would just come to life and he was absolutely amazing and you think, How's he just done that? you know, he's not he's not been yeah. he's not he's not been training all week, you know what I mean? Or um, <laughs> and, and he and he never used to join him in, in, in um in finishing practice as well, he used to just walk off and, and go in or he used to just watch and you know and shout at everybody who was missing and um, and then he would come to life on a Saturday and he would be absolutely amazing. The ball would go into him, he would stick, he would jump higher than everybody else, he'd win all of his headers and he was absolutely amazing player and um, that's why he, he had the career he had and you know, he was at Sheffield Wednesday, amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Really good guy as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. As he's a, he's a gentleman, and um, I, I was going to ask as well. In terms of, you mentioned they're playing at the, the John Smiths. Did Did you enjoy playing at, at that ground when? Obviously, when the crowd gets behind the team, it's it's it's, it's a cracking atmosphere, cracking ground yeah. to play at.
1: Yeah, it's some place. It's some place when um you know, and they always they always come out and, and, and support their team always. Um, so it's always you know you know large attendances and. Um, you know, I played against Bradford against them and, and in League 1 and it was you know I played against Sheffield Wednesday actually against them in League 1 and yeah, um, yeah some really good attendances and a um, really good atmosphere I, used to, I absolutely loved playing there I really did so um there'll be times when you know if I got dropped or um, you know I used to take it quite heavily um and actually say to the, to, to the lads now that I work with and um, you know if there's one thing I could change is is how I reacted to to kind of getting dropped um But, yeah, it's only because I used to just love it so much. I used to love playing for Dunfermline, Um, same as St Mirren. Um, I used to love playing for Huddersfield. And, you know, in these times when when I'd get dropped or I wasn't in the squad or wasn't in the team, I used to take quite heavily, really. Um, Because, you know, if you you ask a supporter if they could kind of understand where I'm coming from, if you ask a Huddersfield supporter, if they got the chance to play um, on a Saturday for Huddersfield against Leeds, and then um, all week they maybe think they're going to be playing, and then, you know, you know, at one thirty on Saturday, the manager turns around and tells him, "No, I'm not. No, you're not playing now. Um, no, not. You, you're going to be on the bench, or you're going to be in the stand." Then maybe that'll kind of go a little way to maybe you know then realizing how how it feels. Was- and, um yeah, so you know that's that, that's and that's how I used to take it, actually. I used to take it like I was a fan, really. Um, and um, but again, you know, you know, the older and wiser I am now. As I said, you know, I wish I was. I, I you know I would, I would take take those kind of setbacks differently. Um and that's what that's what, what i
0: try trying to say to the lads now. Um, that I work with. Yeah, mate. Uh, you let you had a, a couple of loan spells when you were at Huddersfield, of course, at Northampton, it, it in Grimsby and what have you before joining Notts County. Did you? Was it just a case of not getting getting enough game time, like you're saying there? that You wanted to go and uh, play regular.
1: Yeah, I wanted to play, and um, um you know, the, the, these clubs came in and. Um, Actually, at the time, you know, many people know that when I was at Huddersfield and um, when I was playing in the reserves, I was scoring every week, and um, I ended up being being the prolific striker that I wanted to be when I was in the reserves. And um, <laughs> um, so, when people were coming to matches watching us, you know, you know, I had quite a few um, phone calls. Um, the, the manager Peter Jackson was getting quite a few phone calls for me, but he told he told me at the time, I don't know how much this goes on because I'm not a manager, but he told me at the time that he, he wasn't going to let me go to any other League One club. So, um, and I was like, okay. I was like, thanks, cheers. Um, <laughs> right, so wh- where do I go from here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and um, and actually when I was doing okay, there was a couple of clubs in the championship that wanted us. Um, but then he he didn't want me to go at the time because I was doing well. And uh, me and Pavel Abbott were doing well and he didn't want me to go at that time as well. So, um, so I didn't get my chance to go in the championship from that time. And then when I was out of the team um, and then, you know, people coming in for me in League One, he didn't let me go then. Um, so the only other option was league two but it was like you know a couple of the teams were, who were kind of challenging at league at the top of league two so I ended up going to Northampton um, and then Northampton was a club that was was just like such a great experience um, so Colin Calderwood was the manager he was such a really great manager to work for yeah. um, but the way Northampton were run at the time um, was just just such a root, like like a top outfit and um, um, I played with Ian Taylor actually. He was like Aston Villa legend, and um, he was at he was at um, Northampton at the time. And um, they used to pay quite good money, so they got in there a really good squad at the time assembled. Yep. And so I played with some really good players. I played with Ian Jess, and he's just he's just a diamond of a guy. I love him to bits. What a player um, he was. Yeah, he was. So I played with Jesse, and um, Ian Taylor, <laughs> and um, you know Andy Kirk actually is at, at Huddersfield, um, who's at um, sorry Hearts, and it was a really good squad and I really enjoyed my time I and mean, we was winning most of the time and you know it's was, it was a really good time so I enjoyed it and um, yeah so um, so sometimes when the door closes I was open, eh? and um, yeah. I went and went, enjoyed my football up at um, Northampton and then um, again they, they, they signed a few players um, big Jason Lee and um, and Again, I think a couple of games I was on the bench or something, and I knew that Grimsby wanted wanted me as well. So they was at the top near the top of the league actually. So I went to Grimsby and then I ended up dragging Grimsby down, and we ended up being <laughs> in, <the playoffs. laughs> in the playoffs and we didn't go out automatically. So that bad fight. <laughs> um, um, and I was working with um, with the manager there at the time, and um, Russell Slade. And he was a lovely guy. I enjoyed it there. I really enjoyed my time at Grimsby as well. And we end up getting to the Millennium that year. And um, that was really joyous, but we didn't get through. And um, yeah, so it was, it was a bit, it was a bit kind of topsy turvy. But um, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. And um, yeah, um, yeah, exciting at the same time. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, I was going to touch on this as well. In two thousand four, you, you get called up to play for, uh, Monster as as well. You yeah. you played for you played for them uh, for a number of times over the years. What was that like? Did that call just come out the blue?
1: It did, actually, but um, it was when I was at Huddersfield and um, they came to watch me um, at Huddersfield and uh, we had a chat with them after the game. Um, and I was kind of one of the first first players from the Football League, actually, to go and play for them. Um, and that was when they wanted to try and do things better. And um, they got um, another guy, um, um, Tess Bramble, he was at Southend yeah. at the time, and they got him to play. But then after that, it was kind of um, just um, players from the island uh, and then a couple of players who were kind of playing, you know, I think like maybe in the sixth tier or something in in in, uh, in the league kind of table down down um down in England. So so a lot a lot was kind of resting. Um, their hopes were kind of resting on me and 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 Tess to to kind of do the do the biz, but it's Really hard to, to score goals and defend from the front as well, um, like literally <laughs> defend from the front, <laughs> like because as soon as it went past us, like you know, teams were going and scoring, so it was, it was tough, but but we've done our best. And um, actually, Rule Fox, um, he was um, one of the coaches, he played so again, he was one of these guys like, oh, I that I had as well. And then, like, playing with Rule, mm. and um, he was some player, and um, he he played, but he came off after like 45 minutes or something, he had a knock, and I remember. I was, I was quite upset, really, because I knew that if he was coming off, we wasn't winning. And we was actually winning at the time. And, and I think it was like two or three goals up, and it would have been the first time that Montserrat would have won a game, like ever. Um, and um, he came off, and then we ended up losing by a goal. And, um, yeah, wasn't best pleased, put it that way. Yeah. wasn't best pleased with Rule at the time. <laughs> but he had to come off. He had to come off. And, um, yeah, so so that was that. So, And actually, Peter Jackson wanted me to go and play as well um, for Montserrat. Um, I think just a bit of kudos to, you know, you know, one of the players playing international football. and So I went off and played, um, came back, and then when I came back, I actually lost my place. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I lost my place, actually. Um, and, um, and, and, and it's, it's funny because people always ask about, you know, sports science and is it, you know, is it worth it and is it needed? And um, back then it definitely was because I came back and what I know now is when you're jet lagged, when you've got jet lag, Um, and you come from and travel from west to east and which one was um, then you know you need a good you know four to five six days to, to kind of get back into the swing of things again and i was put straight back in straight away actually and um and i, I was i was horrendous i was absolutely rough and we played against brentford and i was didn't play well but at that time if we had a sports scientist you know they would have maybe given that you know given that advice to the manager yeah and then i maybe would have been on the bench and then Booy and pav would have played it would have been great we would have won you know and i would have got back in after a couple of games or whatever but yeah so um so that was that, and I think I played a few games, and um, my, my kind of confidence dipped. And then, yeah, I didn't play again really. Um, so, so that was that.
0: Yeah, um, the, in in terms of the monster, had, had you'd been there as a kid? Is that is that where some of your family are from back back there? Is, did you know much about yeah. it before you before you yeah. went over?
1: My, my my dad, my dad, um, he 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 grew up there. He came over um, when he was eleven years of age, actually, to to the UK, and. Um, he was always talking about it. I never got to go, so that was the first time I ever got, got to go. So I was really, really kind of looking forward to going. Was um, really pleased that I could play for Munster as well because it made him so proud. Yeah. So um, you know, people say, oh, you know, why are you going and playing for them, or you know, who are they, and. As well, it's my dad's country, and you know it's going to make my dad proud. So that's why I'm going to go and play for him. Yeah. And I wish that a few other players, you know, had that kind of attitude because we would have had a really good team. So, <clears throat> so at the time, Michael Dubry, he could have played for Montserrat. Titus Bramble could have played for Montserrat, and um, Paul Furlong could have played for Montserrat. Wow. Um, and there's some really good players. Um, the Dyer so 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 you got Alex Dyer, um, who. Um, you got, um, we played for Crystal Palace. Um, um, he could have played when we needed him. Um, he played eventually, but by then he was kind of just finishing up. Um, and um, the Dyer who Lloyd Dyer who was at Leicester. Um, so all these guys could play, um, but they never played. And if we played, if we if if we you know brought all these players together, we would have got right through. We, we would have, we would have wiped the floor with all of the teams in the qualifying groups. So it's just a shame, really.
0: Yeah, it certainly. Is. There's some players you mentioned there, so you, you're, you're quite right that they've put up uh, more of a fight. You'd imagine. What was it like playing over there in the, the Caribbean and what have you? I guess it's a different sort of environment to what 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 we're used to back in the UK. Yeah,
1: it's hot, very hot. It's very hot. So <laughs> you need you, you need you need four or five days to to, to kind of acclimatise, and then um, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 amazing. It's beautiful. Montserrat's a beautiful place to be um so you know you, you kind of get to see the other islands as well when you're going to play the other teams as well so um it's really good it's a great experience um and i met a lot of people that i wouldn't have otherwise um so for me it was just just total positive really and i ended up actually um doing the the, the sports science for, for for the national side as well for, for three or four years as well so um for me you know it opened a lot of doors i went on coaching courses as well and you know I'll, you know. I'll, but you know, saw some nice parts of the world as well because of it. So um, total, yeah, amazing experience. I would never change.
0: Yeah, definitely. And another a couple of spells at, at clubs back back in in England, and you came back north of the border again. Junior thing for uh, for Air United. Were you pleased to come yeah. back up the road and back back to Scotland?
1: Yeah, well, I was. Um, I was. I just left um, shop They didn't renew my my contract. Um, so I was looking for somewhere, and um, just luckily, um, I was kind of going through through the internet, and I saw that um, Scott McKenzie and Brian Reed were were, were the coaching team at A. United, so I gave them a ring, and they was like, "Yeah, come up." So I went up and trained, and you know, trained okay, trained well, and then they signed me, so that was nice. And I ended up playing, um, but but the, the, me coming to the end of my career there. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of half the player that that I was, and um, mm. you know it was tough for me. Um, so so again now you know what I do with my, with my sports science and the strength and conditioning, and um, I realised just how important it was. And if I had that information, then I, w- I would have been fine. Um, so basically, what what happens is, is is when you start hitting thirty and onwards, you you start to get a bit weaker, and you, and your muscles start to get um weaker than what they used to be. So um if you if you have a really good kind of strength and conditioning program um like like Ronaldo, as you see, you know you can end up playing to, to right up into your late thirties. But at that time I didn't have I wasn't privy to that information. So, you know, I was getting a bit weaker and um yeah so again, so I was kind of half a player, I was and I, I struggled and the kind of kind of like you know, mentally, psychologically, um, it kind of gets you because you know you're trying to do things and, and you can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, it must be frustrating. When you did hang up your boots, Junior, was it? Were you gutted to do so, or did you feel that the, the time had come to uh, to think about something else?
1: No, definitely the time had come because, you know, as I said, I was trying <laughs> to do stuff and I couldn't do it. anymore. like, you know what? And um, so at the end of that season. Um, 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 Brian Reed he didn't he didn't renew my contract and I was I was quite um I was quite relieved actually because it would have just as I said it would have just kinda of prolonged the prolonged the pain and um but as I said, like you know, I played football for the glory so even when I was playing at Air United I was still turning up to training and turning up to games, thinking that I could score six goals maybe and still maybe <laughs> nick that move back to back into the SPFL or whatever, you know, and um, yeah, I was, I was a long way off that.
0: And in terms of the sports science that, you've, uh, that you now do, was that something that you were thinking about when you were playing or was it just a case of when you hung up your boots, to, uh, now I need to think about what I want to do now after football?
1: No, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't thinking about it at all. Um, and... Um, when they when they didn't when they didn't renew my contract, I was like, right, okay, so what am I going to do? So I I, I enrolled um, on a, Open University um, to actually do be a lawyer. Actually, so I enrolled. Well wow. And so yeah, I was a couple of weeks into that, and then I must saw an ad um, for being a personal trainer. So I was like, okay, um, sure, I maybe do that. I was like, oh, I'm not too sure, but then straight from, from looking at that ad and the, I had the full I had the actual. Um, um, idea of actually doing a sports science course, so I quickly flipped it. So quickly, um, I rang them up and I was like, all "Right, no, I want to, I want to do this course." I was like, "Yeah," so I got onto the sports science course, and it was all really timely. I was really quite lucky, and then I'd done my PT um, course at the same time because I knew it would all kind of, kind of merge in and marry in. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I was doing them um, at the same time,
0: and of course and, it. Um, yeah, yeah, carry so, yeah, carry so, on. Yeah,
1: so, so I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought um the, my my headphones went went dead there. Sorry. <laughs> um yeah. So so I was doing them both at the same time. So so from a four year undergrad, um, as I was studying at uni, um I was I was doing my PT and I, and I've, I've got loads of experience PT and at the same time making money and um kind of knowing that this is gonna kind of stand me in, in good stead um to do um, sports science to get back into football and um, I was doing academy um. um uh, I was doing academy work at that same time as well during that four years, kind of kind of building up my my knowledge and my experience in the sports science kind of side of it. Um, and um, yeah, so once once I finished my four years, that was me. I was fully qualified, and I luckily got the job at Thistle. Um, um, so so yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, from Thistle, of course. you're, you're now at um, uh, St. Mirren. It's 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 crazy how your sort of football journey is uh, uh, sort of more or less started at St. Mirren. Now you're, you're back at St. Mirren, coaching the players. How much are you enjoying the, your role there at the moment?
1: Oh, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's it's uh, you know I couldn't I couldn't think of anything better to do really um, because it marries into everything that that I love um, doing. So, um, it's it's helping people. I absolutely love to do that. And and it kind of gets me down at times when I'm trying to help people and I know it's going to help them. Um, So that's even when I was PT and as well. And then you know they come to see me and they I say oh so um, have you been following that nutrition program that I gave you? And they go oh, no. (laughs) And um, you used to get that I used to get that a lot right. So and you see somebody who's maybe got underlying health issues and say right so you need to do this. You need to do A, B, and C. You need to come in here once or twice or three times a week. You need to eat this. You need to stop eating this, and then you see them a week later, and then they haven't changed at all. And yeah. It's like, well, you know, yeah. So it gets gets quite frustrating at times, but um, but yeah, but yeah, me doing this, I said, it marries it marries into what 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 I you know what I'm all about really. So helping people and um, kind of um, helping these 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 young footballers as well, kind of make a good good um, career in the game. So. Um, all the stuff that I've done, you know, so they can avoid the mistakes that I've done. Um, when it comes to looking after the bodies and nutrition and the kind of strength side of it as well. Um, as I say, I used to love that, but I didn't know what I was doing when I was a player. I had no clue what I was doing. I was just <laughs> going in the gym and just doing some leg extensions and some leg curls, you know. Um, I had no clue. Um, and um, actually, Tom Hendry came in and he actually, you know, he was really quite close to what, what, what I what I know n- now know as, um, you know, good strength and glishing in work and, um, yeah, so I'll do that now and i try and pass on my knowledge and, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. It's amazing, actually.
0: Yeah, and in terms of the, the programmes that you give out to players, is there some players that are more receptive and happy with the programmes than other ones?
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing in, in life, there always is, not there? So, you know, um, when, it, when it comes to my PT and, um, you know, you, you give, this program out to, to to this person, and they would they would do it, and they will religiously do it to the to the letter. And you give you'd give the same program out, or sorry, another program out um, that is um, um, uh, tailored to, to to that person, a bespoke program, and they won't do it at all. So and then it's no it's no different um, uh, at football clubs as well. Um, but then what happens is, is that that's why certain players do well in their career and other players don't do so well um you know there's only so much you can do you can find players you know you can you can get on them you can you know there's, there's, there's different methods of doing it but when you're wanting them to do certain things away from the the football club um you know it's down to them and you know you as i say you'll get you'll get 80 percent of the players doing it but you'll get you know you know get some who don't and that is the same at every single football club from from Celtic from Rangers all the way down to to in league 2 um, up in Scotland right so you know that's just that's just that's just life
0: isn't it yeah it certainly, it certainly is and in terms of St Mirren this season of course under Jim Goodwin and they're certainly holding their own uh, this year of course we don't know if the, the, the season will, will continue but have, have you been impressed and with how 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 well they've done this year yeah um i
1: have but as well I'm not I'm not as surprised. Um so um at the end of the last season when we was playing against Thunder United um, with with the previous manager, um, we went on a decent run and I was quite calm going into them games because I knew we were doing all right. But then that squad got kind of dismantled, um so pre season we kinda of had to start again. And um, Jim's came in and he's been he's been amazing. He's he's recruited He's recruited really well, and I think the first game um, we didn't have the people that we wanted in um, straight away. But then the first game up at Hibs, he started getting in the players, and I'm, I knew it was going to be was going to be all right. Um, and then since then, you know, the the, the performances, um, you know, were hard to beat. And um, I'm sitting on the I'm sitting on the sideline, and I'm not as worried as what I was. Um, Last season with six months to go, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sitting yeah. there, you know, like a bag of nerves. Um, yeah, so, um, so that confidence is kind of running through through the club, actually. Um, and as I say, you know, I get really, really nervous. And actually, um, against Hearts the other night, um, with like five minutes to go, I, 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 I'm, I'm always sit on the bench, eh? But um, yeah, five <laughs> minutes before, um, I went into the changing room. <laughs> I couldn't watch. So, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally a bag of nerves when I when I'm, when I'm watching. Um, and that was when I was at Fistler as well. Like I just yeah, I, I don't know how to manage to do it at times, especially when it's like a really kind of nervy game. So yeah, that's just that's just my character trait.
0: Yeah, and finally, Junior, I wanted I wanted to ask you a question in terms of when you were during your playing career, was there any sort of defender uh, that you came up against if if you saw him play and alongside you that like, oh no, I'm not facing this guy again? Was there anyone that you you get sort of short change out of?
1: Um, uh, no, no, one really stands to mind. Really, no one really stands out. Um, mm. um I was just trying to run. I used to just, wait. So if, if there was any defenders that were kind of, you know, used to like kind of leave leave their foot in or put their foot in and were yeah. quite tough, I used to just try and run about and try and move them about, and then I'll tell them and I'll say to them, um, I'm gonna run and run and run until you, you get sick of me. So I used to say <laughs> that quite a lot. And, um, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't try and stand still that much. Um, and then, um, I think when I first started playing, um, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't. I, I wasn't as mobile when I first started playing. I think I used to stand, stand, stand a bit and kind of wait for the ball to come to me and stuff like that. And after a couple of seasons or so, you know, I realised I had to be more mobile and run about and stuff like that. And then, um, and yeah. So, yeah. Not. Not. No one really stands to mind. But, um. But talking about that. You know, I played. I played at kind of you know SPFL level when I went down south, and I kind of the highest level I kind of played was was League One. And but at any time you play in the FA Cup or any any cup games against like the top teams or anything like that, I remember mm. Burnley came to Mansfield and um, played against David May, who was obviously you know part of that squad. I think who, who won the Champions Northern League with, squad. With yeah, David, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was just an absolute different level, and um, yeah, I just did not get a touch all game. So you know, (laughs) so so yeah, so maybe so so maybe I was playing at that level for a reason, but um, but yeah, but no, but as I say, no, no one really stands out. I think I think maybe FA Sodji used to kick me a bit. Uh, Um, he was a beast yeah yeah he was a bit of a beast, wasn't he? yeah, he used to he kick did. me around a bit. Yeah. um John Hughes, Yogi Hughes. yeah, kicked, me a, kicked me a few times. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he used to growl at me. Um, who else? <laughs> um, and um I you remember the Airdrie take the the actual Airdrie team actually um, um back when we was kind of when we was, when was in the championship that edgy team with Sandy Stewart and stuff
0: like that and ah yeah um, yeah yeah proper yeah yeah. They, they, yeah, yeah they
1: were a little bit yeah they were a little bit menacing and they used to kick me about a little bit as well but <laughs> apart from that that's no problem that's <laughs> yeah. about. They, can't, they can't catch me if I run so so
0: yeah absolutely excellent stuff well Junior I think that'll do us thing. I've really enjoyed the last hour or so speaking about you about your career thanks very much for, for joining us
1: no you're very welcome thanks for having me
0: Well, that was episode 37 of the Talking Football Podcast with Junior Mendez. Thanks very much, as always, for listening. Remember, if you've missed any so far, you can catch them all on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, and also by visiting DerekClarkSports.co.uk. Remember, we're on Twitter at Talking underscore Football, and we're on Facebook as well. I hope you can join me again next week for another top interview. But until then, bye for now.